1: is Melissa Johnson. Thanks for being on the show, Melissa. Hi, hey, thanks for having me. Melissa ha- has been flipping houses in San Antonio, Texas since 2003, growing in and expending their business into a thriving real estate investment operation. With over 1,000 houses flipped, she has also built a portfolio of rental properties and real estate notes while raising five children. I'm looking forward to hearing more about this because that's incredible. So she provides coaching, support, and education for other high-level real estate investors nationwide. So Melissa, you know, there's so much we can learn from you. And, and one thing that's just obvious from reading a short bio is that you have to have many great systems and processes in place. I mean, just to manage five children at home alone, much less flipping a thousand homes at the same time. So I'm looking forward to getting into that. Why don't you give us a little more about who you are and, and you're a little more about your business. And, and let's jump into those those systems and processes that have helped you to, to build this type of business.
0: Sure. So again, flipping since 2003, started out part time, and eventually transitioned into full time. And kept that going for a long time. Just the two of us, uh, my husband at the time, you know, we flipped houses for years together, and then decided to actually grow it into a real business and hire people and everything. And so I think that was the first time that I really realized how important systems and processes were because when everything is up here, you know, when you go to hire somebody, now all of a sudden you're spending a lot of time dumping from your head out to train someone. And, you know, that's when I quickly realized this is not a scalable thing the way it is right now. You know, we definitely need some kind of systems and processes in place. That really became a focus moving forward from like 2014 onward is really building that good foundation with good systems and processes. And that has been the biggest game changer for the business, I think, because at that point, then I was able to scale that to grow it to the point where I wanted to grow it to, and then to be able to have the freedom to be with my five kids and do things with them and and stuff like that, because I knew I had those systems and processes in place that would allow for that free time.
1: Nice. It's amazing when you have some systems and processes in place. I think you hit the nail on the head there, but it, it gives you some freedom, right? And, it, and just mentally as well. For sure. <laughs> You're able to enjoy your your kids more because you put those systems in place. And so I, I would love to jump into those systems a little bit and some some key systems that help you all to operate you know, just on a day-to-day basis, maybe systems that, you know, no matter what real estate business or maybe business in general, you know, that that we can all use to help systematize our processes the way you have.
0: So we, we have systems for everything, even small things. You know, you think that it's not worth documenting or something because it's not a big part of what you're doing. You know, I think when everyone tries to do the systems and process thing, they immediately go to like all the big things, which are important. But there's a lot of little pieces that go along with that and stuff too. So some systems that we use a lot is um, follow-up systems are huge for us. I Can you can't give an you. example of that? Sure. So having a follow-up system for sellers. So, you know, people contact us through website or through a piece of mail that we sent. You know, we reach out to them. We get information. Sometimes we're able to convert that to an appointment. You know, sometimes... Maybe they're not ready yet. They just are looking for more information or whatever. So having that system in place to follow up with them, regardless of if we went on an appointment or not, has been really important and has led to a lot of deals, actually, just from follow-up. There was one property that we had bought. we have been following up with this guy for like five years. I mean, <laughs> the follow-up game is pretty strong. And five years later, because we were the only one, we just consistently were reaching out, reaching out. And when he was ready, we were the first person he called because we were front of mind because of having that process in place of contacting them. And it's happened time and time again, where you go out to that appointment, And even, you know, when you go on appointments, you know, following up after that, you know, if we left a contract behind or, you know, did you decide to sell if you did researching? Because that's another part of it too. Maybe we missed out on a deal, right? So having a system in place, we we're following up and seeing, okay, well, let's make sure if that deal closed or not. Because maybe they told us it was under contract and you know, then it turns out it fell out, but we wouldn't have known if we wouldn't have kept following up. So we've got deals that way also. Just, you know, we lost it. We've kept following up anyway, to see if it sold. If it sold, fine. We get that capture whoever that buyer was and make sure we contact them to put them on a buyer's list. But, you know, also just with the seller too. you know, getting deals.
1: How are you tracking a system like that?
0: So with that, we're tracking that within our CRM system. So we're using beast mode and are loving it. Their support's been great for us. Just, you know, getting a few little things that we needed specially done and
1: I've never heard of that CRM. That's incredible. Uh, And is there a specific feature in there that allows you to do that and track that? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, it's a Podio based system and I hadn't used it before, but it's been pretty user friendly, but yeah, we can track. So we track, we keep notes on everything too, because, you know, again, part of the follow-up, we want to make sure that we remember what our conversations have been like with these people. So you can track all that within the system and then set up reminders to contact them in a week, two weeks, 30 days, 60 days out, whatever. It makes it a lot easier than trying to track it on a spreadsheet or, you know, on a phone reminder or something like that.
1: So what's another system that's helped you on follow what's a follow-up? What's another one? I
0: think another really big system for us is we do a lot of wholesaling. And so having a system in place for pushing those deals out has been really great. We've got that process down so well now. And we move deals really fast. Because of those processes in place, so they know exactly what to do. So, everything that we do in our organization has a checklist. So, it's an initial checklist of here's all the things that you need to do to fulfill this role. But then, going further, here are the processes on how to do that. Down to, you know, log in here. Here's the login. Here's the password. Click here to do this. And now you're going to do a walkthrough video. And how do we push that out? And then we're going to get a bit.ly link. And how do you do that? And all of those things you know, in one place to make it very easy. And the reason why you want to do that is because big one being, you know, if somebody leaves your team, you can't ever think people aren't going to leave. And so when you've got all that systems in place, it's a lot easier to plug a person into that and not have to spend so much time, you know, explaining everything when it's already there.
1: How do you, like you talked about, you have that laid out, you have a checklist and here are the processes on how you do that. Is that just like listed in a Word document or, you know, where's that at? How do you... Try, you know, document that so like maybe the whole team or specific people can see those things and even update them as you go.
0: So, um, kind of old school, I guess, <laughs> you know, I, I know there's a lot of great tools out there to manage some of that stuff. I know people use Asana and different things, but honestly, I just use G Suite. And so what I did was, you know, we have a company folder that I control all the access to because that's another big thing. <laughs> I went through a bad period of not having control over certain things processes within the organization. So that's important. And then within that folder, each role in my organization has its own folder. And within that folder has all the how-to with the links to the supporting documents that they might need to do that. So one of our core values is keep it simple. And I have found that's the best way to keep it simple and yet still be able to manage everything.
1: Nice. So you can share that folder with that specific person. And then right there, they can see all the checklists and the processes of everything they need to do ultimately.
0: Right. And then because I'm old fashioned, I also print out a copy and put it in an actual binder just because I know for me, sometimes I like to just be able to grab something and flip through and like, okay, there it is, you know, versus clicking around and where did I, what did I save that as and I can't find it or whatever. So I try to keep it organized and simple as possible, and without too overwhelming them with access to different things. So, if you're the lead manager, you only have access to the lead manager file. You know, acquisitions only has access to the acquisitions file, so they're not cluttered up with a bunch of stuff too.
1: Nice. What about you? Know how do you manage the the team members? You know, maybe are there more do, numerous team members that maybe be doing acquisitions? You know, and, and are you separating those roles inside of there?
0: My team's really small, so no, <laughs> I don't have multiple people in multiple roles. And that's just my choice to keep it that way. Sure. But if I did, it would definitely be the same setup.
1: Yeah, yeah. Are there other other systems that you can think of that would be helpful to us? Uh, I mean, whether it's uh, anything on the business side that would help us to uh, organize our business better?
0: Sure. Another thing that I created and use, I'm, I love marketing and I love tracking marketing and knowing all my numbers with that, I wanna know how things are converting. There's a lot of information Laying there that people aren't looking at, I think sometimes. And so I actually created kind of a process and a document to be able to track that stuff. So I break down all my different marketing channels and then, you know, how many leads did I get from each one of those? What did I spend for each one of those? How did did those convert into deals? Did they close? How much money did I spend on that channel as a whole? And then what was my profit like for each one of those? So there's a lot there that you really need to be able to make really smart decisions and then having that process and that easy system for doing that really helps. And honestly, I just use an Excel spreadsheet to do that or a Google sheet or whatever the equivalent of that is.
1: Where do you get that data from?
0: I pull that from the CRM as far as like the leads and everything goes that pulls from my CRM. And then I pull the financial stuff from my QuickBooks.
1: Okay. And so like from breaking down the channels, you know, like is that something you you can go to each of those channels and find that information? Mhm. Okay. So marketing and tracking conversions. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's something as any business owner you you need to track. And, and I know initially we've done a very poor job at doing that personally. And, and we've tried to get better and get better, you know, but but it's, it's difficult, you know, to understand all these analytics and which ones should we be looking at and, and which ones are important. Are, are there other systems that, uh, I mean, like, I mean, even if it's like email or how you all handle stuff, you know, on a daily basis that helps give you time back, you know, to your family and five kids.
0: Yeah, and I think when it comes down to it, I don't know that it's specific systems that do this or if it's the delegating of the systems that really give me the free time. I feel like I choose to look at it that way because I guess it all ties together, right? I mean, you can't hire, it's hard, you can hire somebody, but it's hard to delegate something if you can't, if you can't tell them what to delegate and how to do it. They've got to understand what they're doing, understand how to do it. But when you plug that person in with that system, that's what's really giving you the freedom of your time. and so. Yeah, I mean, they're like building blocks that work with each other. But just even the easiest stuff like, you know, we use G Suite to track all the systems and processes for the business as a whole. I've been using PropStream and I love it. It, That's been a great tool for lead management. So managing all the leads that come in and then you know, the mailings and stuff like that. Like if you're doing any kind of direct mail, you have to have a system for that because it gets really big, really fast, like very overwhelming, especially if you're doing like multiple campaigns and things like that.
1: I think you hit the nail on the head about delegating systems. I think it's interesting that you word it like that because it's so true. If you just hire somebody and you don't have any methods for them or any way to train them or anything for them to go by, they're just going to continue asking you how to do something, right? That's not taking, you know, stuff off your plate. So is there a, a way that you found to delegate systems in, a, in an orderly way so it didn't overwhelm? I know I know you mentioned like you're only going to give somebody this one folder if that's their task, you know, because it's, it's hard to get all this out of your head if you don't have this stuff documented. Or maybe you can highlight, you know, who the first hire was and ways that you helped that helped you to delegate.
0: Oh, for sure. That's something I actually really enjoy. When I'm coaching people, what I have them do is... And if you haven't done this yourself, I highly recommend everyone do it because it's really eye-opening. But the first thing we do is write down every single thing you're doing or type it out or however you want to do it. I'm old-fashioned, I like notepads, so I write it all down. So I sat one day and I just dumped out everything I was doing because I, just, I was feeling very overwhelmed. And this was in the early phases of the system processes kind of documentation stuff. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm overwhelmed. I don't know who I need to hire. I feel like I'm going in 20 different directions. You know, I was doing the bookkeeping. I was doing the project management. I was, you know, working in the marketing stuff. So it was a lot of different things happening. So sit down, dump everything out you're doing, no matter how big or small, even if you think it's something not worth writing down, write it down anyway, because it's something you're spending your time on. Then the next thing I did was there's an app called Toggle that you can download. It's T-O-G-G-L. It's a time tracking software. And they've actually got like a little extension that you could put on your browser, make it really easy. So you can track your time in there. So then what I did was I and my team, I asked them to do this as well, because I wanted to know where people were spending their time, not to be a micromanager, because I don't like that. But I really wanted to know where we were having some inefficiencies. And so... We did that, you know, tracking how much time you're spending on each task. You know, you spent five minutes checking your email and and it's kind of tedious, but we did it for a week or two. And then that paired with all the task lists really helped me figure out where my next hire needed to be. Because what you do from that list is, okay, this, I'm spending a ton of time on this thing here and I don't like it and it brings me no joy to do it. So that needs to be delegated. So I kind of started grouping things together and figuring out what made sense and then based the hires on that. So the biggest pain point was where I started, which for me was acquisitions. I'm a terrible salesperson. (laughs) So, you know, doing things like that does not bring me joy. I love talking to sellers, but I just, I'm not great at the close, And I know that. So, you know, you hire for your weaknesses. So I was able to find somebody that was good at that and then dump out everything I knew about that position. And that's the other great thing about making that list of what you're doing, because it also gives you a starting point on what systems and processes do I need to document, you know, for this next hire. And you've already got it all out there, you know? So if you're doing a lot of like for me, for example, bookkeeping, you know, I was maintaining rental payments and owner finance payment notes and, you know, escrow accounts and all this kind of stuff. And, once I was able to delegate that out, I had the list of all the things that needed to be done. Now it's just, here you go, and here's how you do it. Dump it out, organize it, find your pain points, and then hire for those things.
1: How did you find your your people that you're hiring? Where, where did you look?
0: Oh, under rocks, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Hiring's tough. It is tough. It is tough. And I didn't know that until I had to start doing it. I'd never hired anybody before. So there was a learning curve for me as far as learning about that. I've used WiseHire in the past and had a lot of luck with that just because I love how easy it is. And I love that you can put criteria in there and that they organize all your candidates for you based on your criteria. So that's nice. One of my best hires was actually off a Craigslist. That was kind of surprising. And probably my best hire to date was actually someone from my network. So don't discount those type of people, you know, just... Who do you know? And who maybe who do they know or people that work for you already? You know, people tend to hang around with people that they're similar to. So if you have somebody on your team that's doing really well as a high performer and they've got friends and reach out to them and see if they're interested. But that's most of the hires have been that way just from the network and the wise hire.
1: Before we have to move to a few final questions, is there any any other systems or anything else about even delegating those systems that you would like to leave the listeners with?
0: You can't scale something that you don't have a good foundation for. And so even if you think it's not important to do that, a lot of people I talk to don't want to take the time. And I guess this is my takeaway. I know it's like a busy work, boring kind of thing, but there are ways to get it done that make it a little bit more manageable. You know, like if you're not a person that wants to sit there and like type out the process, get a recorder or something and just record what you're doing and then have somebody on Upwork or something, you know, format it for you, you know, in a nice way that you can have your Google, you know, your G Suite set up or whatever or you know doing using loom or something to do screen grabs so you can you know record your movements on your screen like this is how we research for probates and walk through and you can talk and walk through the process as you're doing it and that makes it a lot easier too so there's different ways to overcome the overwhelm feeling but you really need to take the time to do it if you're going to have a serious business that you really want to be you know scalable and have a healthy organization
1: if you're really looking for the time freedom
0: Yes. Take the time now. You think you don't have the time, but you will make time for the things that are important to you. And that should be something that's important to you. If you really do want that freedom to be working on your business, not in it all the time.
1: What's a way that you've recently improved your business that we could apply to ours?
0: One thing I did that was helpful for me was going through and doing an honest evaluation of your business. So really figuring out, okay, what am I spending money on? Is this still working? Is it effective? And you'll find a lot of times I was almost shocked at how much kind of waste was happening and software we weren't using and tools we weren't using that we were paying for. And so I did like a whole financial audit of the company to see where can we cut. So we've been making a lot of cuts and just really focusing on profitability on the overhead as well as, you know, per deal.
1: What's the number one thing that's contributed to your success?
0: I would have to say the number one thing that contributes to the success would be the people around me. Mentors, the people on my team, close friends, you know, just being, having supportive people in your life personally, having a mentor, somebody that you can work with, you know, on the higher level things. And then the people that are in there in the trenches with you day to day. I couldn't have done it by myself for sure.
1: Melissa, how do you like to give back?
0: I love helping female entrepreneurs. So that's how I've been giving back recently. Just helping women get into real estate, helping them grow and scale their businesses, being supportive for them. Um, I have four daughters. So it's a big part of my why is helping other women feel as empowered as hopefully I've made my daughters feel. So that's how I like to give
1: back. Awesome. Well, you know, and something on that note, something I forgot to ask you about and I meant to is like managing just a daily routine, because uh, you know, with with five children and managing a business like this, and and obviously, you know, just doing this—I mean, a thousand flips or or uh, you know, just being that active, having that business running like that—you've had to have had great systems, which we've talked about. But you know, are there any things you can highlight that even helps you to like? You know, manage being there for five children and getting the home stuff done while also managing this business?
0: Well, it's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> and when people ask me about that, I go back to the business side of things and why aren't we taking what we know in business and using it at home, right? So I'm a big delegator at home too. Thank Part you. of what helps me manage the household is, you know, I've got a guy that cuts the grass. I got somebody that comes to help me clean the house, you know, I can clean my own house, but is my time worth that? You know, my time's better spent working on my business instead of scrubbing the toilet, you know, so delegating out for help, you know, having a nanny, I'd hired a nanny every summer to help me with the kids when they're not in school. And that's really helpful so that I can work and things still get done. So take some of those systems and processes you use in your business and think about how you can use them at home and delegating.
1: Nice. Yeah, no, I appreciate you sharing that. It's definitely a struggle, you know, has been for us too, just learning how to make all this happen, you know, while still operating and, and being a part of the family, right? being there mentally as well. So I'm grateful to have met you and grateful for your time. Uh, it's just, you know, this is such a crucial part of any business, especially in real estate and, and so many moving parts. You know, I just love how you've broken down all your systems. And then you even went into delegating systems, which I think is so important as well. But I just think you, you really hammered it home and just saying that we got to have those systems down and, and, uh, and how you've done that. So thank you again. And how can the listeners get in touch with you and learn more about you?
0: Sure. Well, thank you for having me. It's really fun. Best way to reach me is through, I have a website. It's themelissajohnson.com. Talks a little bit more about me and kind of what I'm doing, helping women entrepreneurs out there. And also I'm on Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook, all, all the places.
1: Don't go yet. Thank you for listening to today's episode.